Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self-Made is a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we're talking with successful business owners about the stories of their journey to building their business. And because we know that success doesn't happen on our own, we recognize the folks who have come alongside us and helped us to excel. I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest was part of a science Olympiad in eighth grade and his freshman year and is a two-time state champion in astronomy. We will want to hear a little bit more about that in a minute. One of his favorite things to do is tailgate at the Indy 500, where he spends almost a week hanging out with his friends. And again, we're going to want to hear some more details about that. And he is proud of being able to give back uh, by sharing his experience and uh, helping students where, learn where he is, uh, teaches at Ivy Tech, uh, both in design and marketing. It's my pleasure to welcome Jay to the show today. Hello, Jay. Hey, Tim. How you doing? I'm awesome. Well, hey, let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born and live and family and hobbies and all that fun stuff. Okay. Um, so actually, I was born in Indiana. I was born in, in, in Valparaiso, Indiana, but uh, my parents lived in um, Crown Point. But we moved when I was three months old, moved to Alabama, then we moved to Pennsylvania, then Texas, then Pennsylvania, um, and then back to Indiana, back, actually back to Valparaiso. So my dad worked for U.S. Steel and just got transferred a lot. So, but we moved back to, eventually came back to Indiana when I was in seventh grade. So I've been here ever since, except I did a, a, a like a two and a half year stint in North Carolina um, working for... Uh, a home builder that was based in Indiana, but um, had a position out there. Um, so moved around a lot, but I'm mostly, mostly a Hoosier. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, so um, I went to school at Purdue University or college at Purdue University. Um, got my degree in visual communication design. Uh, so basically graphic design. Um, so I guess I'm one of the few people who who's actually doing what they went to school for. Um, <laughs> But um, let's see, hobbies. I work a lot. Um, I don't know that I have much, many, a whole lot of hobbies anymore. Um, well, tell us about the uh, the tailgating. Yeah, the Indy 500, that's probably my only, I guess, true hobby. Um, so we, we uh, I have a friend from college. Um, he was a fraternity brother in college. Um, and he and his dad have been going to the 500 forever. And his dad had this gigantic RV and they park at the American Legion lot there, uh, which is nice. It's fenced off because if you've never been to the 500, it's, it can be a little crazy out there. <laughs> and um, so, I don't know, it was 12 or 13 years ago. He said, hey, you should come out to 500. And I went out there and then it just kept growing and growing. So now we get three RV spots. Uh, we have a, a trailer that we converted to a food and drink trailer as a little window that flips open um we get a bunch of people of uh, sponsors and we actually um i don't know it's probably about the third year we started getting sponsors we ended up donating um a portion of of money that we collected because we put on such a, a good show uh people would donate money so we started donating uh portions of the money to a veterans organization oh, so this awesome. year we're donating to the indy honor flight um but um yeah, it's a pretty good time to go out there, start usually on Wednesday with setup, stay out there and sleep in various places from <laughs> RVs to 
Uh, we bought a 10 person tent um, that I think has only had a couple people sleep in it. Um, <laughs> but um, now, Jay, when we, you say that you put on a show, what, what does that mean? Well, just we we invite anybody, anybody who stops by is welcome to come. And uh, well, I guess I'm not putting it out there, but like people <laughs> stop by, we um, we invite people from our fraternity, so alumni from our fraternity. Um, my friend's dad owns uh, a company. Well, he and his brothers own a company, um, Overton Tool and Die, and so they bring their customers out there. Um, and then a lot of our sponsors will come and invite their clients and customers. And um, so we just have a whole bunch of people out there, and um, we have food, drink, um, games. Um, there's a there's a game out that these guys from Detroit invented called Foling, which is a cross between football and bowling, um, which is pretty pretty fun. They do whole thing out in the coke lot, but we're on the other end of the track. Um, but Very cool. um, so yeah, it's pretty pretty fun. That's awesome. So Jay, tell us um, about how the business came about, and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Um, so the biz, I was working at the finish line at the time. So I worked for, I've worked for a variety of like larger businesses. Um, I actually went through a series of layoffs, um, and I felt like I could never get, like get in and, and move up. I was always the, the newest guy there. So newest guy there is always the first one laid off. And, um, so I went through the, the working for CP Morgan, which was a home builder, um, housing market crashed, got laid off, moved back to Indy, got a job at the finish line, um, was working there. And then they were doing um, layoffs. I think they, somebody came to me and said, hey, I think they're going to let go of like 25, 30 people today. You don't think it'll be us, do you? She was a writer. And um, I was like, she got hired the same day I did. And I was like, it's like, no, no, we'll be fine. Thinking that she would be fine, but I was pretty sure I was going because I was was part of their catalog design team and there were three of us on the team. Um, so I was almost positive I was gonna I was gonna go home that day. And um, but I had started kind of working on my logo and coming up with a business name bef even before that. Um, I was just gonna start freelancing on the side. And um, so that day I ended up getting laid off, but it wasn't one of those things where you go home right away. Um, it was, you know, here's two weeks and then you're done. So I was trying to cram everything into that day. Cause I, when I heard that morning, they were letting people go. I was trying to get everything done. I wouldn't leave anybody with any kind of hanging things. Right. So, so I had two weeks of kind of sitting around figuring out what I was going to do. Um, but I was part of an Adobe user group where we met once a month and we did training um, on different Adobe techniques and products and stuff. And somebody in that group had approached me about um, doing a website and a logo for a small restaurant. And um, then roughly in that same, I don't know, probably week to week period, um, a guy named Nick Carter came and spoke at our Adobe user group. And he's in Indianapolis, he's basically a serial entrepreneur. Um, and he was talking about starting your own business stuff. And so all these things kind of clicked. And then somebody else introduced me to a networking group called Rainmakers. Mm -hmm. um, so all those things kind of happened at the same time. So I, I guess I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really thinking about it. Um, my intention was to find another full-time job, but I hated looking for jobs because I'd done it so much. 
Um, <laughs> so I, I, it just kind of rolled into um, starting starting my own business uh, by getting those few clients. But I did have a guy ask me one time. He's like, "He's like, how are you? How are you affording this?" And I got a pretty good severance from the finish line that helped support me um, while I was kind of getting things started. So awesome. Um, so Jay, tell us a little bit more about the company. What do you guys do? How do you help folks? And um, how can folks find out more about you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah. So my company is called Angry Ape Creative. Um, you can see the, the angry ape right there. Um, <laughs> and um, so I do a, a lot. I work with mostly small businesses, but I have some medium and larger size businesses as well. Do a lot of logo, branding, website design. Um, I have a, a lot of people, more people asking me for social media and, and overall marketing. Um, I do have a, a client that I just manage all her marketing um, and design work. So she pays me a retainer to just handle everything for her. Um, so I do update her website, um, manage a blog writer, update her social media and all that kind of stuff. Um, but um, most, most people come to me, they need a website um, and a logo. They're start, just starting out. Um, but I do have some clients that are larger. Um, so there's one company called Amerifab. They produce equipment for steel mills. Um, so they're a, a large company. Um, they originally hired me to photograph their equipment. Um, so when they finish a piece, they wanted it photographed before it went out. And then I've since done their website, a bunch of ads, trade show displays and things like that. So I just did a whole bunch of banners for him over the weekend. Uh, he's going to, he's going to Mexico and he needed them Monday morning. So I worked over the weekend to get them printed and delivered to him. So but people can go to my website, um, angryape.com. Although I was, I was realizing I need to, update my own website i tend to put my own my own marketing and stuff <laughs> yes yeah the cobbler shoes stuff. right <laughs> right so awesome. um yeah so, so as soon as i get I get done with uh classes um the classes i teach at ivy tech will finish up next week then i'm going to try to focus on revamping that site because it's it's woefully outdated <laughs> well jay share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it um, and even though you might not have thought you could and the impact that they had on you. Um, so I was, I was really trying to think about that. And I think it's a lot of little things. And um, what came to mind first was, I mean, it was, it was my, my mom. Um, your mom always says you do the best stuff, right? She always likes everything you do. But she, she had... I'd taken photographs of something and she said, you know, you're really, really good photographer. And, you know, I always thought I, you know, could take photographs, but I never really thought of, you know, offering that as a, um, as a solution for, for clients. And um, she said that and I was like, okay, maybe I am. And um, so then I started offering it and I started shooting a lot more stuff. Um, and so that kind of um, kind of made me realize, you know, as long as you know more than the average person, you're the expert. Um, right. And I find that a, I find that a lot is that I know I know a lot of different things, and so 
um, I know more than the average person, or most people don't like to deal with the marketing and design. And so um, stuff that I kind of tend to, to think of as just, you know, average everyday stuff is, is more scary or more compelling to them. So uh, <laughs> right. that, that kind of was a trigger in my head that, oh yeah, I can, I do have skills that maybe I take for granted that can, uh, that I can apply yeah. and create a business from. Awesome. So what's been your biggest learning as a business owner? I would say, well, I guess there's, there's a couple. One is um, have a contract. Um, I've, I've been uh, screwed over a couple of times early on in, in, in the career where people didn't pay me um, because I was, I mean, it was in my, my first, you know, year or even maybe six months and uh, doing big projects. They need it right away and didn't have a contract or any way to ensure they were going to pay me and they didn't. Um, but probably the other one is not, not, not putting all your eggs in one basket. So not focusing on one client to support all of your income. So if you, if it starts getting too heavily focused on one client, you know, you have to think about that and then start trying to find other, other clients that can balance that out. Yeah. I Um, I love that principle. I, we, we have something that we call the 50, 50 rule, which is, you know, 50% of our time should be focused on business development and 50% on taking care of our clients. And um, usually what happens is, right, we, we, we do good with the, with the business development. We bring on some clients and then um, we focus all of our attention over there and then we forget to market and, right, and clients aren't forever, right? And right. Uh, we, you know, when we, when we uh, lose a couple, of, we don't have the pipeline full, and now we've got a, a little bit of a dry spell. So, same idea to what you're saying is, hey, don't you know? Make sure that it's you're not all with one client because, again, clients don't necessarily have projects that go forever. So, if we lose a a big client and we don't have others to to backfill, then you know we're, we're left in a in a, <laughs> a a bad situation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through that right now. I just had a couple of clients that are their web clients and um, there's not, they don't have a, a ton of changes and things, but I, I, I manage their hosting and they're shutting down their businesses just because they're, they're older clients and, or they're moving on to do something else. And I had probably two or three of them happen last month. And I'm like, Oh, wow. I gotta, gotta find more to fill that, yes. fill that void. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the, the, the phrase that, uh, uh, that I always use is we have to always be marketing, right? So regardless of what else is going on, we've got to keep that funnel full so that we always have the opportunity to to backfill when needed. So Jay, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So tell us about one of your biggest challenges during the years and, and a fellow business owner who helped you get through that. Um, Biggest challenges. So I guess this was a more, this was, he, this guy brought the client, but um, it was somebody I partnered with on a website. So it was a website that was much bigger than anything I'd done before. Mm. Um, and um, 
having that person there to, to bounce questions off of and, and ask for advice or how to do things yeah. um, was really helpful. Um, he had he had more experience on hiring um, like uh, contractors and programmers. Um, so he kind of handled that, that portion, but kind of gave me some insight on how that, uh, that should work. So that, that was really helpful. Um, being able to, you know, not have to, you know, attack that website all by myself and yeah. be able to rely on him for advice or questions or just to troubleshoot things. Um, so it's something that we still work on this, this and another project together. Um, so it's become a pretty good relationship. Awesome. And what's his name? Uh, Dan, Dan Crawford with Sovereign Systems. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned just being able to bounce ideas off of. And so it, uh, something I hear a lot is it can be lonely at the top, right? Where, you know, where we don't necessarily have people that we can, we can ask questions to or, or get some feedback and get some advice. So, uh, so for everyone listening, if you don't have somebody in your life that you can bounce ideas off of and get a second opinion, you want to make sure that you, you find that person because as Jay just shared, it can be invaluable in terms of, you know, helping accelerate that learning curve and, and uh, you know, if, go faster at delivering the, the needs of your customers or your clients when you've got somebody else. And it's not even, it's not always that it's, new learning it's just having somebody to validate the learning that you already have or the the thought that you already have you know just having another person to say yeah that 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 sounds like the right way to go it can help you speed up instead of you know wrestling over am i making the right decision or not yeah and and i i guess to tag on to that so i like to um whenever i think of a new idea or like i'm always thinking of new businesses new things to start new whatever i always like to um pitch it to my dad because he usually shoots everything down um <laughs> and and so if i come up with an idea and i'm like okay i should tell my tell my dad about this and see how he's going to tell me everything that that i that is wrong with that or i shouldn't do not that he's negative but um he's he's pretty good at, at pointing out the things that i'm i'm maybe getting overexcited about and um not looking at the practical aspects of it so um that, that's on the yeah on the opposite awesome. end that's that's helpful yeah um i see this a lot is the there are people who are more ideas folks and then there's people who are more the on the operation side or the execution side and so it is helpful to be able to you know have have those big ideas brought down to the ground and and think through all the you know nitty-gritty of is this is this going to work or is it not? And, and, and if it's going to work, how is it going to work? What are all the variables that we're going to need to be thinking about? Uh, and then, you know, practically, how do we actually execute this idea? So that's awesome that you've got your dad to be able to, to help you to think through that. Yeah. yeah. So Jay, if I asked you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for being there uh, to help with your business growth, who are those three people and how they help you? So, so one of them is my dad who helps control that, the wild thinking. Um, <laughs> and what's your dad's name? Uh, Tom, Tom Balunas. Um, and then another person is, and I haven't really talked to him for a while, but Chris Reed, um, he, when I first started 
uh, my business and networking through Raymakers. I met Chris Reed and he had a business called Creed Improvements. And then he moved into a business um, called Cast a Bigger Net. So he was doing marketing and things. Um, but he kind of became a mentor uh, to me. Um, and now he's actually back doing uh, Creed Improvements. Mm-hmm. So he's doing um, kind of handyman um, general contracting work. Um, but he always had a lot of a lot of ideas. He's really big um, networker and kind of kind of led me through that whole process of networking and uh, figuring out. So I I would say I probably owe a lot to him in that that beginning stage. Um, I was trying to think of a third person other than I was going to. So my mom, my mom and my dad are kind of like yin and yang. Um, so my mom. She, she likes everything I do um, <laughs> more listening. So she'll sometimes just listen to ideas I have and be like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, my dad's kind of the opposite. So um, that respect, but then I, I have a, a client friend who actually does the Indy 500 with us, uh, Matt, Matt Weidman, um, who I just, um, so I do his website and some of his marketing, but He's always feeding me, like every chance he gets, he feeds me um, new clients. Um, and so sometimes I'll just bounce ideas off of him and see what he thinks, or he'll come up with something that he's trying to do. And so um, awesome. I guess they yeah. are the people. That's awesome. It's great to have um, different people in our network. And I like the yin and yang. So mom's more the cheerleader. You, you've got this, you can do it. And dad's more the, did you, but did you think about this and that? And, and what about, and so that's awesome to be able to have, you know, both of the, that perspective as you're thinking through new ideas. Yeah. So Jay, as you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you'll face in reaching your goals? And who are the types of people that you're going to need uh, in your life to help you uh, get through those challenges? So I think um, like one, I, being able to manage people. So if I'm going to bring, if I'm going to hire anybody, I've had a couple of interns in the past mm-hmm. and I think I was spoiled with my very first intern because she was really good and she just kind of understood my brain and, um, I didn't have to say much since then I've, I've struggled a little bit with some of my, my interns, um, communicating to them or, or getting them to, to follow through. I mean, some of them are great, but, um, I've struggled a little bit and being able to keep them busy enough. Um, so to have to say, okay, do this. Okay. Now do this. Um, so managing people is, an area where I know I struggle. Um, I, I like to do things all myself and I have to let go of that a little bit. Um, so that's, that's probably, that's probably, I think my biggest challenge, um, if I'm going to grow, cause I, um, I actually just did talk to a girl that interned with me, um, last summer and she ended up being my student in a marketing class this semester. Um, but I, um, a friend who's a printer and he was looking for help. And so I gave him her, introduced them, but I said, Hey, if that doesn't work out, I might have some contract work for you. Yeah. Um, 
So that's something that's definitely something I got to I got to work on. But yeah, and so, that's, a, that's a common challenge. So as we as business owners, once we figure out how to be successful and get the business growing, it, it becomes harder to let go right, of all that expertise that we've figured out and and take the time to, to teach and coach and train someone else because uh, perspective I hear a lot is, well, it's just easier for me to do it myself. And, and short-term that's true, but long-term it's, it's definitely not. And um, one of the biggest things that hold businesses back from getting to the next level is that the business can't grow beyond the owner's capacity because they haven't, you know, brought on people to, to delegate to and, and, uh, and train them to be able to, you know, do the things as well as the owner does. So, so it's definitely a, 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 pro a process. It doesn't just happen overnight, but, um, but it's great that you've identified that and, and understand that that's the, you know, the next area of, of your business growth. Yeah. I think what I need to do is start writing down like the, the processes and the procedures yes. um, to, so I can just bring somebody in big, all right, here's what you do, follow these rules and then figure out from that. Yes. Yeah, much easier for um, for somebody to go back to a, a document and say, okay, I forgot all the things that Jay told me. I remembered step one and two, but then I can't remember. And you know, so to be able to go to the document and go, oh yeah, that's right. That's what step three and four was. Uh, because if, to your point, if we don't have it written out, then they have to come back to us. And then yeah. it becomes more trouble because we keep then get interrupted right, in terms of answering their questions versus right, if they've got a video or a, a, a manual that they can go and refer to uh, with all the information that they need to do, it makes it uh, easier from both sides. Yeah, I'm actually, we're actually doing that with the, um, one of the clients that Dan and I are working with is we're gonna create some videos for them so that when they have small updates, they don't need to come to us to update it. They can just do it themselves. So I'm gonna create some training videos for them. Yeah, awesome. Um, so you mentioned Chris um, earlier and, and the importance of networking. So one of my uh, favorite authors, Jim Rohn, says that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So as you think about that quote, is that something you find exciting or something that makes you nervous from a business standpoint? Um, I think it's, it's ex exciting. Um, like I tend to like when I first started, I was networking all the time. Like probably when I first started, half my job was networking because um, I had more time than the business. Um, and it's kind of slowed down a little bit, but um, I think, I definitely think getting involved, getting involved with the right people is really important. Um, and now that things are opening up again, I'm yeah. getting back out networking. There's a, um, I guess it's an organization or company in Indiana called um, Indiana owned um, and Mel McMahon yep. um, runs that. And um, so would you, I just went to a meeting they had a little gathering at the children's museum and that was good to see, see the, um, see her and her husband um, and um, get that positive energy and it kind of, you know, can feed off of what other people are doing and it kind of gets you excited. So, yes. yes. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that we can, we can be feeling maybe a little discouraged or demotivated. And then we go to a, an event like that and see other business owners who are, 
you know, doing, you know, working and, and networking and striving to grow their business. It can, it can pull everybody's spirits up in terms of, wow, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it too. And let, let's get in and, and it becomes contagious, that positive energy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I ran into um, someone I had seen for a really long time. Her name is Nancy Sunshine, mm-hmm. but um, she ended up just buying Rainmakers. So, um, well, you know, Tony, Tony sold it to Nikki and then I guess just sold it to Nancy. And so she's excited about getting that running. And very cool. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So Jay, just wrapping up here, if there was something catastrophic that happened in the business, who's the first person you'd call and what would that conversation be? So I guess I guess it would depend on what, what happened, but um, something like happened to me where I wasn't like if I was sick or, or something like that, I would, I would call my, someone in my family. So my mom, dad, my brother um, and make sure they could access all my passwords. So, and so they could then communicate out to my, they could access all the, you know, every website or everything. I don't, not that they would know how to do it, but they would at least have the access um, to be able to get that stuff. Um, I've been trying to um, figure out who's who's going to be. So I'm, I'm a one man show, um, but trying to think. Um, I've been thinking a lot about all right. What what happens if something does happen to me? Um, who's going to take care of my clients? So I'm trying to line up different people uh, for those different aspects. So like Dan Crawford, I could say, hey, you know, you can handle these websites. Maybe you don't handle all these smaller clients, but can you at least assist them to get access to their sites? Because some of my clients don't, you know, they have the ability to log into their sites, but they don't. And they forget what that information is. Um, Yeah. So I think for me, I'm always nervous about, getting getting my clients um the information they need so they can move on and move on after like so if i if i hit by a bus tomorrow right they could they it doesn't affect their business yeah um awesome so yeah i love that contingency planning so um jay it sounds like you've been blessed with some uh, incredible people who have helped you on your journey if they were all here on the show today what would you want to say to them I guess, thank you for supporting me um, and, and, you know, helping me on this, on this journey. Um, And, um, you know, for all the advice and support that I've, I've gotten over the years. Um, So I couldn't do it without them. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So um, thank you so much, Jay, for being on the show today. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to, to chat with you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. For everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self-Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help us spread this movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. To join our movement, go to bemadtogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care.